On the show, Australia's number one basketball analyst, NBL Overtime co-host Liam Santa Maria joins us. Trade period hasn't even started yet, but the silly season is well and truly underway. We'll discuss all the latest ins and outs. Locked and loaded, we have the biggest parcel fast board for 2019. Welcome to the Press Box. We're back. We are back. Hey, look, we've missed you, and I know you've missed us. We're sorry. It's been a fortnight since we've last spoken, but we are back, of course. The press box is back together. It's been a huge fortnight, and we apologise for the time away from your ears, but uh, I'm sure it's been a nice little break. Nonetheless, we're all in the same room at the same time again. There's been some... uh, Organisational errors on our own fault, I suppose. <laughs> G'day to you boys. Good to have you back. Who, who, who are you two? Like you said, Dale, we might have had a bit of grand final jitters. Grand, grand final jitters, yes. A little bit of, little bit of nervousness, uh, but uh, not not as too, not as many nerves as a GWS. Actually, this is something that pricked my ear. Just, I'm going to play this straight away. This is how... Yeah, Terry Wallace actually decided to sort of sum up the day. This is GWS summed up by the great Terry Wallace. It was farcical, but I thought it was quite farcical. Eh? They played a fairly farcical game. <laughs> Just the really farces <laughs> right there. It was a farcical game. Yeah, that's pretty might much sums to, up. Might it. have to add that into the parcel fun. Yeah, that's a huge pass, ironically. Yeah, farcical giants, weren't yeah. they? My goodness, gee whiz. I Some think, sort of game. I think they might have taken over Port Adelaide's 2007 oh. effort, I reckon, because... They were just nowhere well, they to not they, yeah. they didn't have one win. Or maybe Taranto on the ground. He was the only standout from. They didn't have one winner on the ground. No. Finn Layson touched it one time. Oh, they granny. Terrible. And to, to think to think they were in front in time on mm. of the first quarter. Yeah. Mm. They survived that first quarter, though. If you go back and have a real look at it. Well, we have to survive. I know, but they, oh. I'm channeling Terry Wallace here. That is a far school call from you early. That was a worse game. Than Port Adelaide's 119 point loss. It worse. Yeah. Get stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, at least, ridiculous. At least Port were competitive for a little, yeah. little bit. Gee whiz. They got competitive for a quarter. Well, they couldn't get on the scoreboard. If though, it wasn't for that last four second goal from Richmond, that was only a goal of the difference at the first break. How, oh. how was Marlon Pickett? Oh, that's uh, something that else. blind turn in the middle. Oh, that, let's talk about the grand final later. That was a superb uh, <laughs> debut from a, from a great man, Marlon Pickett. Um, Should have won the Norm Smith. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's pick that up later. <laughs> let's, pick that up later. Fast, later. let's pick that up later. We're going to start off straight. Actually, before we do yes. get into our topics, yes. Dale, you know oh, how here we, here we go. <laughs> you know how we ended our last show. Oh, well, he I knows do. already where it's going. No, I going do. You already know no, where it's going. Try, well, Sam and I try to keep this under wraps, yeah. but uh, you can't really keep anything under wraps. <laughs> he's just realised. He's just realised. <laughs> oh no! Let's replay what happened at the end of our last episode. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, you have my word. He's I'll, the... I'll start a, uh, a press box Instagram. Wait, when is it going to start? Oh, but next week we'll have it up. No, oh, not this week. Next, next, next week. week. Next oh, week. Oh, next, when's the next show? Next week. Next one. Yeah, next week. It'll be up and run. <laughs> Hang on, that was meant to be last Monday. <laughs> Where is it? Where it's is it? <laughs> We've been a fortnight since. I've been busy. I've been, I've been working. I've been to the grand final. The, the, You've oh, been to the grand final. Well, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I, I, yeah, My friend. I've got no excuse. <laughs> Actually, we cancelled last week's show because we didn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Too much embarrassment. That's right. (laughs) All right, all right. Let's. uh, What's the date today? We (laughs) had your word, Jace. It was actually false advertising. You said we'd be on next week. I did actually. (laughs) (laughs) We just extended the deadline. (laughs) And here we are. Unfortunately, he uh, no Instagram. So 
I don't know it's what you do. I don't know I'll tell you what, we're giving this the biggest uh, build up ever to uh, for an Instagram this, account. This so is, followers, is you guys better follow this Instagram those <laughs> listening. We really need we need this to take off. This this is gonna go global. <laughs> Kim Kardashian will have nothing Jeez. on this what's account, gonna, I reckon. What's the first photo gonna be? We're gonna be once influencers, we're gonna who, be that who's big. gonna be the first guest that's gonna appear on the Instagram? It might have to be a Dale selfie from yeah, the workhouse. Yeah, work, yeah. work <laughs> <laughs> the red red singlet sort of set up with the, the lycra. <laughs> I'm not sure how many likes that gets, though. We kind of need the likes. All right. I thought we were about facts here. It's facts. Speaking of facts, we're going the complete opposite. We're going to enter silly season straight off the bat. That's just silly. It's a trade period, footy trade period's out of control. Oh, yes. So let's put some stuff to bed. Now, prime time. This is prime time. Me, silly season right now. Mad Monday slash silly season. I'm in my element. <laughs> Now, uh, today, speaking of farces, yeah. uh, today, the uh, Gold Coast Suns got uh, handed out a, a raffle, a meat tray, a they platter, <laughs> a platter, of, yes. <laughs> a plethora of, uh, of uh, draft picks. Now, for people who haven't uh, come across it, this is what they got. They got uh, pick one in the this year's draft. So they got pick one and pick two. Yep. They got the first pick of the second round uh, in the this, this year's draft. Yes. So they're currently pick 20. Yep. They have a mid-first round pick, uh, which will be pick eleven in next year's draft. They have the first pick, oh, and they have the first pick of the second round, which will be pick nineteen of the two thousand and twenty-one draft. Right. So they've been so handed loaded picks Jeez. galore. The Suns also get Darwin as uh, as expanded academy access zone. So there's talent galore yep. up there. Uh, been living up there for five years. There's mm. AFL players yeah. uh, running around left, right, and centre up there. Uh, the final part of its uh, assistant package will be the ability ability to to rookie up to ten players more than other teams. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's where the Darwin element uh, comes into it. So the AFL have just just given does, everything. Does, well, does everything. This it's is ba- a care package. It's, it's, yeah, it is. It's basically the AFL admitting that they're pressing restart on yep. the Gold Coast Suns mm-hmm. and saying let's have another crack at it and giving them. Basically, giving them the, the whole meat tray, giving mm. them like you said, <laughs> the what do they sell? The guard, what do they say? They, they sell the farm. The they've, farm. They've just given yeah, them the have. horses, the cattle, the er- farm, everything. Yep. I want to say that this is the last chance, isn't yes. it? So this this, has this to is be. it for has the Gold Coast. If this care package does not amount to anything for the Gold Coast Suns, and they don't move, cons- well, not I'm not going to say considerably, but at least in the next two years toward the eight in any way. This is a complete failure. You can shut up the shop. This is, and I understand. Like, there's clubs out there like St Kilda. They haven't, they've won like one premiership in their entire existence, and a whole bunch of clubs that haven't won in 50 years. But this, and I know they've only been around for what eight years, nine years. Nine but years. they, this is this is a debacle. <laughs> they need to they need to sort themselves out. And if this, the amount of handouts they've received, this is the the last straw, surely, mm. to set them up. And if this, if everything they've been given hasn't set them up enough. It's a failure. Now, everyone, so everyone in the, my new, our newsroom at the uh, advertiser was saying, fast, fast. Yes. Dale, it's a fast, it's a fast. Well, no, this is an opportunity for the Crows to rebuild to go bang. And I've got the trade right here. Ooh. Right here. Ooh. So the Crows trade out Matt Crouch, Brad Crouch, Jeez. and Hugh Greenwood. Mm-hmm. What do they get? Ship them off to the Suns. Pick one, pick two, pick 20. Jeez. Ooh. I don't know if the Suns would be willing to give up all their picks, though. I think they, they still need... 
What are they going to do? Just pick well, up well, another kid who's going to leave again? Play. No, but that, no, but that's what they're they're trying to develop now is have the kids try and stay. I think that the, the culture they built originally was wrong, and they've admitted that. They've had, now have this refresher, and now they want to try and build that culture to have kids stay. And I think Jack Lacocious is going to be a big part of that. If mm. they can get him to have, put his signature on a piece of paper, then now all of a sudden, that, and and the other one is King, to get their signatures mm. for an extension, then they start building that culture, and then they want to get some kids in. I admit, though, that they still need to have a couple of veterans or some, some mature bodies come into that squad that are going to help the young kids out, especially when it comes crunch time. But I think um, they can't just give away all their best picks. That's just silly. So that's your verdict? Silly. Silly. All right. I, I, no, it's, yes. It's yes and no. Okay. I well, see. I see. I'm right with you when you say there's an opportunity here, but. So, massive opportunity for it the Crows. Is, you it's get a great Rao, opportunity. You get Anderson. You probably get Gould. Mm. I don't the think Gunnell the Gold kid. Coast will give up pick one and pick two. If they're giving up any, there's one of them. The, the, the pick 20s uh, here, there, or anywhere, but I think um, pick the, the pick one or two, there's only one of them that'll go. They'll keep the other one. They have to. And I don't know whether... Mm. And, and I can tell you, Brad Crouch probably won't want to leave Adelaide. I can't imagine that happening. There's been well, a lot of sources mm. saying that he is not going also, anywhere. Brad, well, then Brad Crouch will stay and they can p- p- keep one of their picks. I just don't see it as... I don't think the Gold Coast will want to part with one of those top-end picks as easily as that. And, and you're spot on, Jace, in that... You know, the kids need to stay. That needs to be a culture that begins um, to really start now. And, and Lacocious and Rankin are the two pillars of that. Yep. You know, they're the two big name well, kids that had to come in. Signed on. And so they are perfectly situated. They just can't leave now. And if they were to leave, the Gold Coast fail mm. as well. It's, yep. just another, it's a giant um, dent in the, in, the, in the road for them. So for me, just because that combination you put together, that's just it's silly. silly. Well, do you think the AFL have given them these extra picks? knowing that they could trade them to get the better top-end talent so they actually get better quicker. Absolutely. Mm. I just think they need different players than Brad Crouch and Matt Crouch. Yeah. I'm just saying it's yeah. an opportunity for the Crows yeah, because absolutely. We're, we're in Adelaide. Because then if that deal went through, mm. the Crows will have pick one, pick two, pick four, pick 20, and pick yeah. 23. But they won't get all them. I know, but yeah. but the goal. I, yeah, I think that's, the why Coast, that's why it's silly. That's why Gold Coast will hang on to pick one and two. They'll use both of those picks. There's they, two they really to. good people in the draft yeah. coming in. Yeah, Rao and Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll use them. They're they're, they're, they're going to help drive that club's culture for the next ten years if they can keep them up there. I think pick twenty, they'll ship off. They'll try and get as much as they can out of pick twenty, um, and then whatever they can package together to try and bring in some mature bodies. Mm. Uh, like you probably Hugh Greenwood, they're going to have to give up something for. Yes, so and Brent, Brandon Ellis is pretty much there. Exactly, so he's going to get a five-year deal, they reckon. Mm. Um, so I think that's what they'll use those other picks for. Rightio, okay, so uh, no pick one or pick two for you, Sam. Sorry, I tried. No, no, no you I did tried. your best, yeah. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rightio, uh, Jackson Mead is a son of power legend. Uh, Darren. Darren Mead mm. uh, could be a fa- uh, will be a father-son to Port Adelaide, but uh, the power needs uh, a pick. Um, probably around the mid to late 20s um, if another team bids for Jackson Mead. So they got pick 10 now and pick 29. Mm-hmm. I don't think pick 29 is enough. It's just on the borderline. So they need a, another mid-20ish mm-hmm. pick. So uh, I think this is could happen. Okay. This could happen. So uh, Sam Powerpepper's been linked to Essendon. Mm-hmm. Dougal Howe's already had a medical with Essendon. Yep. I think Dougal Howard and Sam Powell Pepper 
go to Essendon Ooh. for Aratio Fantasia and pick 31. Ooh. Oh, that's, is the value there? That's not silly. <laughs> no. Oh, my question is the value there mm. for Essendon to give up 31. They're, they're, they're top pick of the entire lot and to give away Aratio because he wants to go. I mm. don't know if they want to do it for two blokes who probably aren't in their prime. Billy Frampton's only 21. Yeah. No, it was Dougal Howard. Oh, sorry, Dougal Howard. Howard. Sorry. I don't know. Dougal Howard. No, it's probably not. Uh, now, you know what? It's probably not silly. Not silly. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's sign not, it silly. Off. not silly at all. Sign it off. Chris Davies, sign it off. Get it done. Right. Next and, one. And you know the thing is that um, with um, Sam Pepper leaving, with Sam Gray leaving, mm. they need someone to fill that hole at Port yeah. Adelaide. So... Arazio Fantasia is the perfect fit for, perfect. for Sam for Sam Gray going. So and then so then Port Adelaide will have twenty nine and thirty one, which then they could package to get further up mm. to get Jackson Mead, which will be win win win. Interesting, hopefully for everyone. Interesting. Now staying in Alberton, Paddy Ryder said, uh, "I want to go to the Saints as his preferred destination." Saints are also interested in Sam Gray, big time. Now, uh, I've heard that uh, the Power want to get up the draft board in the top 10, mm-hmm. but they want to get further up into the top 10. So, uh, having putting all the pieces together, mm-hmm. let's go to Port Adelaide, you go to St. Kilda and go, you can have Paddy Ryder, you can have Sam Gray, you can have pick 10, and we'll have your pick six. All three for pick six. Pick six. Jeez. Will the Saints give up pick no, six they, for they won't give up pick six. those two players and pick 10? No, because they they're, they're going to get Paddy Ryder for nothing. That's just silly. Sorry. I, they, I can't see him giving up pick six for that. They're not getting him for nothing. Well, well, they, they, there's got to be a trade. There's got to be a trade, but mm. it, it'll be very basic. It'll be a third rounder, I would have thought. So mm. the Saints will want to give up four spots in the draft and add two players. One in Paddy Ryder, who's, who's at the end. Yeah, old. one's at the end of his career. The yeah. other one, you know, He's, handy. Handy, mm. few yep. years left. So plus the fact that the Saints are going to get the, the farm from the, the Bulldogs ten. because mm. Josh Bruce is going, so they'll have another pick. Suppose potentially, it's to, if it's up to the Saints and they like it, then they can go the hardest. But oh, it could be silly, but I don't think it's as silly as it sounds. This is a crow's port based have, uh, <laughs> type deal. They can, have, it's they can gonna, have a crack at that. It's gonna, absolutely not silly at all. <laughs> Radio, jeez, I'm in the wrong game here. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, the breaking news, Billy Framp- Frampton wants out yep. mm-hmm. of uh, Alberton, but where does he go? So the Crows seem to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crows probably don't have much to give as yet, no. but they'll get a pick for Cam ellis mm-hmm. and they'll get a pick for Sam Jacobs. So did one of those picks just get shipped to Alberton for Billy Frampton? Ooh, it depends what picks they are. Mm, yeah. It'll be a third rounder. It'll be, It'll third be 30-ish, 30-40-ish. 30, Porter got a lot of them. <laughs> Lots of 60s. Mm. <laughs> three or four of them, I think. So. Yeah, three in a row. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm, mm, interesting. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. That's just silly. Rightio, because uh, he's actually uh, linked to Fremantle as well, Billy Frampton. Right. So uh, Fremantle only have picks 7, 26, and 80. So that's clearly not yeah. going to get it done. I know that Port won't take pick 80, clearly. No. <laughs> and uh, and Frio aren't going to ship off pick 26. So no. something else will have to get done there. But the other uh, team is North Melbourne. So another power player to North Melbourne. And they actually have pick 45. So pick 45 mm. from North Melbourne to Billy F- for Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. Not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Do they need another tour on the forward line? It's the backup Ruckman yeah, okay. role 
It'd be the second second ruck, third forward type deal. It's not the worst idea. Goldstein's not the uh, yeah. youngest uh, ruckman on the yeah, I like planet. It. Next, I like to, it. next to Benny Brown. Invest in your future. Yeah, I don't mind that either, actually, and have a backup for uh, Goldstein. Not silly at all. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> Rightio. Uh, now, uh, off Port and the Crows, because uh, they're, they're no good. Uh, Tom Papley wants to go to Carlton. Carlton. Mm. Now, Joe Danaher wants to go to Sydney. So, surely, Carlton use the pick they got from the Crows, the Liam Stocker pick. Yep. Pick eight. Give that to Essendon. Essendon give Danaher to Sydney. Sydney. And Papley comes to the Blues. That is done deal. Yeah, that's, Lock a, that's that yeah, in. 100%. Also, the, Tom Patley got mentioned a few times today. Sort of the word star. I was just, oh. I was just wondering if they both fit in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs> He's got four years left on the deal too, so that's uh, that's uh, yeah, interesting. Not yeah. on the same level as, I think, the Fifes and the Dangerfields yeah, and the Martins. That, but, you know, it's probably Papley. the most overused word, I mm. think, star. Star. There's a lot of stars come trade period to bump up the... <laughs> Yeah, they do, the managers. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last one I have is uh, Tim Kelly. He's going to be a West Coast Eagle. Mm-hmm. Now, the Cats want uh, the farm. The farm. Everything. <laughs> Throw in everything. The pigs, <laughs> the cattle. Eagles. Even though when uh, Paddy wanted to come to Geelong, they uh, didn't want to sell the farm no. to Adelaide. They gave, what, Dean Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's ended back at Sturt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but late last week, it was revealed that uh, Andrew Gaff, remember last year, he nearly signed the, the mega deal with North Melbourne, yes. but Dusty knocked back. Mm. Yep. Uh, it was revealed last week that he actually could become a free agent. There's a clause in his contract. At the end of next year, 2020, he could become a free agent. He can walk. But at the end of but it was next... a long deal. So he signed yeah. a six-year deal last year. No, it was a, it, it, but he can walk. There's a clause in it. He can walk after after next year. Website right? said he was an eagle for life. <laughs> but he Can't can walk at the end that. of next why, year. Why would, why would he want to walk? Yeah. Don't know. But if Tim Kelly wants to be an eagle... Yeah. And you potentially can lose Andrew Gaff at the end of next year. Just put him on the table. Gaff for Kelly. Straight I, reckon, I, reckon I don't think is, you do that. I reckon this is all hearsay, this Gaff stuff. Yeah. Because why on earth would he want to leave a club that he just signed on for six years for? And why would, why would they want to get just signed a four-year deal. He wants to ship off. <laughs> but why, why would he want to leave? Uh, he wouldn't want to leave. And he wanted to go the back West to Coast Melbourne. Eagles want to get rid of Andrew Gaff? I mean, he's one of the premier midfielders because in the entire Because you're getting condition. Tim Kelly. Yeah, well, you can still keep Andrew Gaff. I've just got to, you've got to find I, a I, better way to do that. I don't yeah. know how they can get Tim Kelly and ship off draft picks and stay under the cap. You got to get rid of some. Got to get rid of someone big name. Coin. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. I'll just say it silly so you can just play. <laughs> that's just silly. <laughs> we like the sound effect. Uh, that's it. That's I, all. I like that, it. That's that is, it so far. That's outstanding. There'll be thousands more. Yeah, mm. that, that's day one basically of trade period, and we've got another few weeks of this to go. Uh, who, who, who do you think is a player out of left field yeah. that's going to get traded? There's uh, always a couple. I, I, well, Eddie Betts is probably going to get done. Um, don't think that's out of left field. That's not out of left field. <laughs> See, um, my it's... boy last year, Jasper Pittard, getting traded was out of left field mm. for me, and I was in Bali holidaying, and I jumped straight into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when word come through, actually, the great man Roach texted me and went, "He's gone," and yep. I jumped in the pool. But mm. put me on the spot. I'm not yeah. sure. Left field. Left field. You got one? Ollie Wands. No. no. You can't. You can't. I said get left field. Yeah, you can't really co captain, though. I just That's said that to so you could press the button. That's just there silly. 
That's how we roll. Um, let's quickly get into the grand final before we move on to anything else because um, it was an absolute uh, uh, schmozzle. Farce. <laughs> All the bad words you can find. Um, it, what I don't know. I couldn't keep watching after the second half. I ended up going out to the, the other room here at work and started building a, a drinks trolley that we need to build for the next week. That's how <laughs> interested I was. So, um, I mean, I, 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 was worse, I was worse than that. I went out the back with Archie and weeded the lawn. <laughs> weeded the lawn, not weed in the lawn. No. You weeded. Weeded, weeded the lawn. lawn. Weeded the lawn. Good. I'm glad you clarified it. How about the Tigers? Archie probably did a wee in his nappy, but I weeded the lawn. I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you something interesting about the Tigers. Yeah. My family friends with Jack Graham. Mm. So my father knows his father, Jeff Graham, and I just happened to catch Jeff going to the airport to watch the grand final. So at this Ooh. stage, it had already Jace been... thought, oh, it's a scoop. He's and playing. I... It's all no, no, he was already ruled, He was already ruled out the day before. No, so but he's in. Old <laughs> yeah, oh, man's on the plane. plane. He's in. <laughs> Anyway, I said, I said to Jeff, I said, how is Jack after being ruled out not playing? And I said, what happened? And he said that he went to the medicos and he tried to do the fitness test and the medicos basically said, you're not doing the fitness test. He said, no, no, I'm doing the fitness test. And the medico said, no, you're not yet. Your shoulder's literally hanging on by a string. Oh, no. And they ruled him out right then and there. So he reckons he would have passed the fitness test, mm. but the medicos just refused to let him be in the side, so they, they ripped him so, straight out. Oh. So that's soft. Soft. Well, he yeah. would have played in it. He would have taken his arm up and played. Wow. Jeez. We saw Phil Davis and it wasn't as bad I as that. that. But then he, he just, he worked his heart out. And even on the day in the, in the warm-ups to the game, people had never seen anything like it. Like a guy just trying his hardest just to get make he, sure he's he, on the ground. He wasn't fit enough to be on that no. ground. No, no way. No. Even but, even Rashudo text or he tweeted before the game, he said he looks like he's got a pebble in his foot. Mm, that's he's right. He's getting recurrently during his sprints. Yeah, it was mm. awful. But, I mean, the Tigers roll on. They win by 89 points, was it, in the end? It mm. was just uh, unfathomable how much, you know, they, they could end up... I think Jack not... Graham could have played. <laughs> well, well, I'm kind of glad he didn't because we had that amazing story for his replacement anyway. Yeah, and oh, tell wow. us... I want to tell you a little bit about this, but I had um, him for Norm Smith, old... Uh, Marlon. 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 I had him for Norm Smith, and Sportsbet decided that um, when I wanted to cash out, right as Dusty was about to kick that fourth goal, I went, I'm going straight in to cash this out right now. It's about max at about 90 bucks. It's paying about 200 and something what I'd put on it. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to get most of what I deserve. And uh, they've suspended it right there. And then I couldn't cash my money in. So I was about to double my winnings for the day. Our but, boy uh, Jordan Robinson won on a big Jeremy Cameron again. He did. He did. First goal. First goal. Did goal. Did right. Well done, Jordan. I wonder what, how much he had on it. Was it, do you know? He won for 450, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go with his 10 grand or whatever. Two grand. Two and a half, yeah. Oh, oh, Jeez. Happy honeymoon for I might have to uh, start, He might start after giving us tips. We're going to do a week I'll tell you what, I, I know. I should say I am so flat at Castagna because I had him for first goal and he broke through with 25 metres out and he bloody sprayed it off to the side. <laughs> I've even seen a, a sadder bloke in a pub before. I was dragging my bottom lip around. I was so flat that he'd missed it. I want to, I want to break into a bit of a journalism story here. This is one just for you guys that might be very interested. Um, the fact that the parties went on after the grand final, you know, we saw all yes. the... Uh, Swan Street just went chaos, and- mayhem. Like we got fires and, and people... People partying the whole way. The street was jam-packed. Like, you couldn't move. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And then but, Dimmer walked down at 4 then, <laughs> <laughs> at 3 or 4 in the morning. But the flares and the, the burning of scarves and the and the cardboard cutouts that were getting trodden on and, and, and you know, ripped up. and th- Like, this is, if in my opinion, and I think there's a few others out there in, in the media field that feel a little bit like this mm-hmm. too. 
Is the were there flares in two thousand and four, Dale? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> uh, uh, right? Um, yeah, um, then no. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like if this was if this was not AFL, if we could just make pretend this was soccer for a second, mm-hmm. we would be reporting this entirely differently. The, the the reports are, you know, for the grand final with the Tigers, the parties begin, you know, the flares are out and people are having fun. If this was soccer, they'd be angling on the violence and, and how this public, um, you know, uh, nuisance and, and all these sorts of things. I, mm. I can't... I feel a little bit bad for our industry that we're reporting soccer in one light and the exact same activity in AFL mm. a completely different way. Is it because that it's... Once in a blue moon type thing, like yeah, I don't know. Soccer fans let off flares if they score a goal. Yeah, this is a flag. Some yeah. would say then that's a bit of a cultural thing. I don't know. I personally think they should have reported. You know, there's been mass mm. crime. Well, there were the there was, area. We just saw a report before saying there were arrests and fires. Yeah, and, yeah. So I, I think you know. You know, I do know the point you're coming from because we do see the flares and stuff come out when the soccer games are played because there is uh, mm. great rivalries in soccer and the fans get pretty heated. Um, <laughs> but I, I, like Dale said, I think this is once in a blue moon. It's a grand final. Before this, they'd only won it what, once in 62 years. So mm-hmm. was it that long? 37? Oh, sorry, 30. I'm thinking of the Bulldogs. Yeah, 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 yeah 37. 37 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they shouldn't be... Oh, I don't condone flares because you, people can actually get seriously hurt. Oh, doing I'd that love to stuff, see this on, like, you know, Richmond's home ground, like, you know, just around the corner from the Punt G. Road. If mm-hmm. they If they're setting them off there, go your hardest. But when it's a street... I couldn't imagine mm. so, like the Adelaide. Oh, it's a close street. Adelaide, Adelaide, <laughs> yeah, Adelaide United. You know, fans going on Highley Street and setting off flares. I couldn't maybe imagine she, that happening if they win the FA Cup. Maybe you should get a dusty haircut, mate. Change of view. Should we talk a bit of cricket? It's cricket yeah. season. Yeah, it's actually, it's well, actually cricket season. It now. is cricket season because footy's done. And you're the man down there. You were yes. reporting on the game. Your commentary. commentary I, was, I, was, I was flicking over to uh, the news the other what? night just because you, you want to keep an eye on your competitors in this game. Yeah, what? So Channel Seven or yeah, the Nine and you know if you, if you're Fox Sports. And <laughs> yeah. so when we're watching, we sort of mm. flick across to see what the other guys had, and then all of a sudden I hear your voice pop up. <laughs> it's a wicket for the Redbacks, oh, and uh, you're doing the commentary. Oh, they got one. Yeah, they got one. That's Ka- disgraceful. Karen, Karen Rolt Noble, how was it down there? It was uh, it was abysmal. <laughs> if you're a South Australian, oh. it was no good. Um, thankfully, nothing's, you'd be list- nothing's changed over the years. Yeah, well, you're listening on a Tuesday. Uh, they're playing right now, trying to resurrect the fact that mm. they uh, got smashed on Sunday. Um, so head down to Karen Rolt, if you are listening right now, and got some time today. But um, the the Redbacks, you know that. One and two. I mean, they got a good win against New South Wales, mainly because their bowlers got some swinging, you know, sort of uh, white ball action in the first ten overs against them and skittled them five for stuff all, and that set them up for good. But other than that, we haven't been too good. We've we've let you know bat- batting teams get away a little bit, and we haven't batted too well ourselves. So we need to sort that out pretty quickly. But yeah, it's it's interesting. The Redbacks back in form. Can that happen quickly? I don't know. But the Shield season's coming up, mm. and we're going to need a. Find some runs. Yeah, well, I went to got to work Sunday morning, and I went, oh, good, no, Redbacks are on. I'll get a good photo of head batting or <laughs> Alex Carey batting. It'll be great. <laughs> and then I get to my desk, boot everything up. They're both out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
Jeez, I hope the uh, photographer was there early doors. Otherwise, <laughs> they faced about seven balls between them. You know, the, the two franchise players mm. that we have that we have to they have to score 150 each yeah. for us to be any chance. And the, they're what uh, eating oranges and scored about seven <laughs> between them. Yeah, so, uh, within the second over. Oh dear, oh, and oh dear, with <laughs> well, G whiz. Your page, your photo would have been Alex Ross instead. He 82 not out in that game. <laughs> With a bruised wrist, which we were worried at the time was a broken uh, wrist or something in his forearm with broken bone in there somewhere because he got hit hard. Mm. And then he batted out the remaining 20-odd overs that he was out there for right to the end of the innings, batting one-handed. He was swatting Jeez. the ball with one hand. It was unbelievable. I could, I've never seen a bloke do it. And we're known, he's known as a sweepologist. He sweeps everything. Mm. There was one sweep. He didn't sweep after that. He couldn't. He, couldn't, he had no power in that arm. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So quite a heroic... So it was forehands and backhands. Yeah, pretty much. It was a bit of a... Oh, geez. Herculean sort of <laughs> Herculean. effort. Gee, try and spit that out. Um, now, was there... Oh, I didn't watch uh, every ball, I must admit, but uh, was there a, a six and did it get close to the road? Was there any... Was the road ever no. in danger? <laughs> no, oh, it was, I think it was two sixes for Tell the game. Tell us about the, the coin flip. Not good. So Travis heads well, out the, there. The coin toss got bad because South Australia won it and then decided to bat and then got skittled. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel bad as well because I put on Instagram that five minutes before the toss, win toss and bat on this is hard as a rock. Uh, two for eight, uh, two for two, three for eight, pretty quick. But Travis heads out there wanting to do the toss at quarter past nine, right on schedule. And then the MASH officials out there and the, everyone's sort of ready for the toss mm -hmm. and Where's Matty Wade? Where, you know, Tazzy Skipper, where is he? Where is he? He's over on the sideline. Matty, get over here. Matt, quick. Getting around his people. So he's with his teammates. He's going, yeah, I'll be a minute. He huddles around for a few more minutes. And then we're just going, mate, 9.18 now? 919, mate? We were meant to do this last four minutes ago. Matt, get over here, son. He wanders over nice and slowly. He's five minutes late to the bloody toss. I wonder he lost it. Loses it. Has to field, but he was, he was up and about soon after. But I've... Uh, oh, Oh, he's just his team's just been done for slow overrate, like you know the game before. I was hoping he'd get done for slow <laughs> toss rate. <laughs> so slow I'm toss, slow like, toss. Just five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> Temper that, are you? Will? Jeez, <laughs> slow toss rate. Wow, it's a new one. You get yeah, the ICC involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear Tim Payne today talking about uh, oh, the team we're moving to yeah. the test arena? Is he sacked? He's locked in one. No, he's not sacked. Oh yet. damn it! Yeah, you'd love to have him sacked. <laughs> Yeah, the the um it, they were talking today in a press conference about David Warner. Mm. They asked the question: Do you think he's a lock-in for the first test? Guess what he said? Yes, he, said he is. He's one hundred percent going to play. I bet he said yes, one hundred percent lock. Oh. He's got enough runs on the board. Now, some would say that's controversial. Oh, <laughs> that's slow toss rate, if you ask me. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he's. I reckon it's a great call. This uh, we no, haven't well, seen you, him play you any shield cricket yet. Uh, you guys gave me stick about this before because his head almost exploded. The man on my right, um, <laughs> roll the tape. <laughs> you both have said that if he plays, comes back, he, he makes runs in Australia. Yep. He, he likes the wickets here, he likes the ball, so he's going to make runs. He's guaranteed to make runs. Mm. So him coming back, I and mean, probably Payne knows this as, as yep. well. He's going to definitely do well when he comes back over here for the summer. What I'd like to see him do is return to the shield anyway and play a couple of yes. games because. It's not just a turn up on Gabba day one and just smoke runs. It's just not how it works. He ne yeah. he needs the confidence element as well. Mm -hmm. Put him in the shield for two games. You play against SA here, guaranteed runs, and he'll uh, <laughs> he'll smoke a, a hundred somewhere in a couple of games, and and he'll find himself uh, a fair bit of confidence, mm. and then he'll come to the first test with the, his head as big as Dale's. If he walks out on the Gabba, and he will, mm. who walks out with him? 
that will be decided by the Shield games. I think it's Joe Burns, yeah. it's Matthew Renshaw, it or Marcus Harris. Joe Burns. I reckon Harris. Burns. You reckon? Burns. Get him in there. All three are fighting for that spot, yeah. so they need to have a ripping start to Burns the summer. Burns or my man, Bangers. Get him back. Bangers. Bancroft. Bangers. Oh, Bancroft, yeah, four. He, four uh, man race. He did, he did allude to the fact, Tim Payne, in the press conference, that he might be. this might be it. Might be his last summer here in Australia. So you might get your wish after all. He might retire. <laughs> might be an enemy. <laughs> I'm on to him. Get him. Get him out. Come on, Timmy. Come on, Timmy. All right, let's move on. All right, boys. Now, the NBL season is just uh, days away. Now, who better to preview the upcoming season than the NBL's very own oh, yes. L- Liam Santa Maria? Oh. And he joins us on the press box. Go, okay, Liam. How you going? I'm good, thanks. I appreciate the uh, the pump up. Good to be with you, fellas. <laughs> now, uh, mate, uh, you played in the NBL, played for the Victoria Giants. How, how did you make it into uh, our side of the fence, uh, uh, into the media and, and into journalism? Yeah, well, it was a fleeting moment. Blink and you, and you missed it with uh, with me in the league. And then uh, <laughs> well, you, had to, you had to look right down the end of the bench and <clears throat> check out the sort of Paddy Mills, Portland Trailblazers <laughs> style, power-waving business. That's, that's where I was. That's but, a highly um, admired part of the team, though. Oh, I tell you, I waved that towel. I tell you, I waved it. Yes. <laughs> Played a lot um, more games than us three put together. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, then I, then I um, obviously, you know, stepped away from, from, um, from the league for a little bit, was playing in the <clears throat> sort of second division, the Siebel and, and whatnot. And, um, and then I... And then I um, my best friend, my best mate, Tommy Greer, and we were living together during the um, during his playing career um, for for most of it, anyway. So I sort of stayed pretty attached to the league throughout that period of time, going along, supporting him, debriefing with him, uh, and sort of helping him along through through his um, playing career. And then and then a little while ago, um, sort of delved right in. We uh, he and I started a, a website called Downtown. Uh, and um, we, um, you know, we, we had a podcast uh, that became the, the NBL Hardball Podcast, and, mm. and then from writing on my website, got picked up by the NBL, was writing for them, started uh, calling games on the radio, and then one thing has led to another, and now, um, yeah, part of the part of the commentary team on the broadcast, and just loving covering the game in a whole bunch of different ways. Now, mate, it's a seriously exciting season coming up. The NBL, I've never, honestly, I've never seen the NBL seem as exciting from the outside as it ever has. So, as we got this season, so would would you suggest that this is probably the most exciting NBL season ever? I think so. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, it's hard to know how much recency bias is kind of, and the adrenaline of the season about to start um, impacts on that. But, but I think so. I mean, I was. I was asked recently. I mean, firstly, is this is this the most talented import crop mm. we've ever had? And and my instinct re- response to that was yes, without a shadow of a doubt. And then I took some time to think about it. And I said, I thought, yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> uh, and when you combine that with the standards of the local players, um, and we've seen how good those guys are with their play on the on the world stage, and um, and then all of that combined with the package, you know, the package that is the NBL mm. these days from a marketing perspective and from a professionalism standpoint and and from a media interest perspective. So I think I think so. And, yeah, certainly it is a um, super exciting season about to tip off. 
Now, uh, you're on the plane over to the States on uh, Wednesday to go see uh, the 36ers play the Jazz in the first of the NBA, NBA games. Now, uh, last year you got to commentate on the uh, uh, on the game on ESPN, so that, that must have been a bit of a thrill. When you do, are you doing that again? Is that the same deal? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the plan. Uh, last year, I last year I just went to Salt Lake City. There were two games going on against the Jazz. First, the Wildcats came in; they got absolutely stumped, <laughs> and then, which I guess a lot of people probably enjoyed. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. and, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, the Sixers came into town and. Jeez, they did really well. It was a bit of a blowout in the end, but it was an eight-point game at three-quarter time. I was getting very excited on the sidelines, and um, yeah. And then I shipped back home. Whereas this time, I'm going to go. I'm going to travel the games. I'm going to do all five games. Um, the three teams that are going over: the Sixers, the Breakers played twice, Melbourne United played twice, and yeah, as I understand it, I think that the idea is to kind of jump on the broadcast for a period of time at each of those games and sort of gives a bit of the NBL perspective and some insight onto the NBL team involved and um, I'm really looking forward to that that Adelaide game a bit of a rematch and, uh, and what just watching Joey Wright in the in the way he prepared his team for that Utah clash he's um, you know he's a master strategist and he he picked out some some ways that the 36ers could be effective against that 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 NBA talent and I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to work out with a second crack at it. Right, so the Sixers play Utah on Sunday, our Australian time. Then uh, the Breakers play Memphis October 9. Breakers back up against OKC on October 11. Then Melbourne United play the LA Clippers on October 14. That's going to be a cracker. And then mm. the United play Sacramento on October 17. So does any any one of those three teams have a sniff of a W? I think so. Yeah, who you got? I mean, not Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That is totally fair. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I love I love Joey, and I think he's going to prepare them really well. But I think what we've seen over a period of time with these NBL NBA games is you you need to have a guy on the perimeter that can play make and get his own bucket. Mm. Um, and we've seen that the games where the NBL teams have gone close, Melbourne against OKC, Casper Ware was that guy. Um, last year, um, Perth Wildcats against Denver, Bryce Cotton was that guy. And the New Zealand Breakers against Phoenix, that was a five-point margin, and Corey mm. Webster was that guy that night. And for Adelaide, the reason that was a close game in the, in the fourth quarter, of course, was Nathan Sobey. Mm. And you know his 25 points he put on the Jazz, and I just don't think the 36ers have that guy on their roster mm. this year. So, I mean, I think they'll, they'll compete. I, I've got no reason to think they won't do us proud. But I don't think they're the team that's within a sniff. But I give either of the two other teams a chance. One of these days, we're going to win one of these NBL NBA Oh, games. we will. <laughs> and will we party? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I don't know what. To, I can't think what I'm going to do over this. I, I, when, when the... <laughs> When the 36ers, at three-quarter time, when that was an eight-point game, and they had marched right back into it because they were getting pants early on, um, I was losing my biscuit. They had me on the um, on the score bench, and I was right next to the, the like the court announcer guy, who was, who was a great bloke. Um, but I was getting seriously jittery, and <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness, like this. 
Adelaide had all the momentum coming in. It completely went the other way from that point when mm. the, when the Jazz put the put to the um, put to the pedal. But um, geez, I was really getting excited as I'm sure you guys were mm-hmm. watching watching back home. Liam, it's uh, Jace here, mate. I um, let me tell you that the blog sitting on my right hand side in Dale Fletcher, <laughs> I I have never seen a man more excited. His head explode further than when you gave our podcast a mention on NBL overtime. I tell you what, his head his head could not fit through the door to walk in this place, and we haven't uh, he hasn't let us forget since. So really. It was up and about. It was so up and about. You wouldn't believe a man is up and about. And how how did it all come about on your end uh, to give uh, our little podcast a mention on your show? I, I just uh, it came. I mean, I was. It was around the time now. Try and make sure I get this right. You guys will correct me if I'm wrong. But it was around the time when we were looking at who Adelaide were going to bring in as their point guard. Is that, mm, is that's that right. where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up being Deshaun Taylor. This is where we're, yeah. That's right. And that was, was totally exciting... wrong. I'll put it out. <laughs> <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> yeah, there was some exciting names being bandied around, and someone had been sliding into Corey's DM. That's right. As far as I remember. <laughs> as yeah. they do. So, so I was kind of doing my due diligence, and then I came across something on Twitter that um, credited you guys talking about it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, these guys sound pretty tapped in. Let's get get into this and see if I can amass a a group of names to to throw at Corey and see if if he would salute. And uh, it was a very easy process because I clicked on with you guys, had a listen, and there you were listing off a whole bunch of names. (laughs) I thought, all right, we'll write these ones down and uh, give the fellas a bit of a shout-out. I wanted to give you more of a shout-out. Sometimes on that show, everyone starts talking over the top of each other, and I <laughs> think I just managed to slide it in there. But, um, but yeah, we were, I guess we were all way off the mark. Oh, the it doesn't matter, though. But what we, did, what we have tried to do since then is just try and tee up a bit of a relationship with Corey. We know he's a very well-known figure mm. in NBL circles around Australia. However, unfortunately, mate, He's given us absolutely donuts. So, <laughs> I don't know if you can help us out here, but you need to put in a good word for us. Uh, because ba- ba- basically, I'm talking to myself in his, in his DMs. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. <laughs> oh, boy. He's given you nothing. No, zero. That's, that's not good. No, we thought he was a good um, bloke. Surely you can vouch for him. No, I can vouch for him. He is a good bloke. I tell you, and I say this, I actually, people, I mean, he has that kind of personality and, and persona in the media, and he's a agitator and he's an irritator and he speaks his mind and the like but I tell you you, you and pe- you, you I'm sure this comes across to people across the tube but he is the warmest friendliest most generous bloke when you when you meet him and you get to know him um, and it's why you know when when he travels around he's, he's like a magnet people are drawn to him they love to come up and have a chat yeah and, um, he's obviously got a gregarious, outgoing personality, but he is legitimately just a good bloke. Um, uh, just not so good at hitting people back on his DMs, it seems. <laughs> we'll try our hardest. We'll continue. Um, obviously, you were just talking about how much you were enjoying your time over in the States last year. Mm. You also had a bit of fun there this year by the looks in Vegas. Now, I don't know whether this is the right way to frame it, but who was the worst influence on the two? Was it you on Cam or Cam on you? Who was the worst influence? <laughs> nah, Cam's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Luke is trouble, and uh, I was—I'm sort of the more experienced campaigner when it comes to some of, 
summer league, and uh, Tommy and I kind of got amongst it a little bit the previous year. Um, so I learned from those experiences a little, and just tried to just tried to keep a lid on camp. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, I let him loose a couple of nights. I said, "Mate, just you know, we're on deck at first games at ten a.m. tomorrow. Sort yourself out. Make sure you're there." Um, but uh, for the most part, um, we kept it pretty low key. But it's <laughs> funny, how, actually, how much how often we will because um, by the time we're wrapping up those videos, it's it's like one or two a.m. Mm-hmm. over there. Um, and it's amazing how often we'll, we'll, you know, the last part of that video, the daily wrap, and the cam will say, all right, let's go hit the tables or time to get amongst it. And then we close it off, camera turns off, and we're like, that's it, I'm going to bed. And we just uh, we just call it quits from there. But, no, you gotta you got to have a bit of fun in Vegas. We- right Although I will say, that is two years in a row now. Some people call this a win, some people call it a loss. It's two years in a row now. I've spent two weeks in Vegas and not gambled a single dollar. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I don't think anyone's ever done that. That's in the <laughs> extreme minority. Person. Is that winning? <laughs> Some people say, oh, well, that's Probably winning. is, actually. <laughs> it's definitely not losing. <laughs> true, true. Were you, were you there when the um, earthquake happened that time during the, the summer league? Yeah, we were. Oh, wow. Tell we us were, a quick bit about that. Well, we were. it was weird. Um, we were sitting in the arena, and we were. it was uh, Zion Williamson's first game yeah. stepping out. We were keen to see him, but we we're also keen to have a good look at Didi Luzada, who was playing alongside him, and mm. obviously we know he's going to be big for the Kings this year, and we actually did something that we don't usually do over there, and we, we just kind of made our way up sort of towards the top of the stand, and kind of got a, away from, from all the people and the hustle and bustle, and so we were sitting in the top section, and um, watching the game, and then the thing that caught our eye was the, the cube shaking and swinging from side to side Jeez. in the middle of the court. And um, and then the next thing that caught our eye, it wasn't really so much of us feeling it. It was seeing that and then seeing just ev- the, hearing the murmurings in the stadium and then seeing everyone kind of, some people jump up and, and get it, you know, head up out of the stands. And, and then all, after a few moments of silence between us, Cam just said, is this an earthquake? <laughs> And then that was when I I started to feel it in my in my body and my, yeah. my stomach, and it was a weird act. It was a weird feeling, and actually, in the end, I was quite disappointed in myself because you know you like to think that in an emergency you'll just do all the right things, <laughs> but you don't know you don't know until it happens. And in that moment, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> now, uh, going into the this season, uh, the Thirty Sixers have a new home venue at the Entertainment Center, but you would have spent. Uh, a number of games on the opposition bench at the powerhouse, as I always call it, because it's called the powerhouse. Um, any any fond or bad or good memories from from powerhouse uh, days? Vivid, sad memories. <laughs> <laughs> Very vivid, sad memories. I have some I have some happy memories as a as a junior coming up and playing on that court at the uh, the Easter Carnival. Yep. Up there and yep. uh, and beating up on Norwood and Sturt and the, and the like. Everyone likes um, beating up on Norwood too, by the way. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> Everyone. Um, but but then very sad memories from the uh, 2002 final. Uh, we finished. We were the minor premiers, the Titans, and we were. Um, we really should have won the thing, but we came out and laid an egg in the in the first round in, against. The Melbourne Tigers, Leonard Copeland, lit us up, and we um, we went down. But we had this double chance, 
went up against Adelaide, and um, you guys remember that team quite fondly, and mm. Willie Farley and Brett Maher, Brett Maher and that whole group um, took us to church and put us <laughs> to bed, and that was that was it. We were knocked down in straight sets, and those 36ers obviously went on to win it over West Sydney that year. So Beauty. that was that was very sad for me because I thought, geez, I'm just going to slide into the league and get a ring here. I'm going to be Matt Shanahan <laughs> all over again. But, uh, but it didn't pan out. As, and I just remember Willie Farley. He, he, just watching him, I didn't, get, I didn't get any burn in that series, but watching him from the end of that bench, he literally mm. was, he was amazing. He, lo- he looked he like lit Michael up. Jordan yeah. out there. He was just incredible. And the 36ers have never been good since. (laughs) (laughs) Flat. Flat. (laughs) Ouch. Wow. That's rough. All right. Now, I've got some some quick questions here for for the season coming up. Um, A bit of a... um, Quick fire. Quick fire uh, type deal. Uh, Who do you think will be the biggest recruit of the year? Biggest recruit? There's a quick fire, remember? Casper <laughs> <laughs> Ware. Casper Ware, wow. yeah, very yeah, good. good call. Uh, rookie of the Year. What noise? Yes, Ooh. that's my choice. Yeah, yeah good. my choice. Very good. Uh, your All-NBL First Team. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, this could take some... This is not quick fire, this we'll, one. We'll edit yeah. this out, mate. Let's, <laughs> okay. Let's, <laughs> Let's lock the bogeyman in there as one of the big. Bryce. Cotton as one of the as yeah. one of the guards. So we go three guards and two bigs. Yeah. Three, well, the way they do it is three outside, two inside, which yeah. is kind of weird and archaic. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Bogut, Nick Kay as mm-hmm. the two bigs, mm-hmm. Cotton, mm, Patterson, and Ware. That's a quality five. That's a great Where, five. Yeah. And Sean Long doesn't fit in either. I don't think Sean Long gets in. Wow. Oh, dear. That, that might get uh, yeah, Corey into our DMs, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Sean Long fan. Sean Long. Sean Long. Uh, who plays in the grand final and who wins it? I think Sydney versus Melbourne. And I think Sydney win it this year. Oh, oh, we go around the table. Where are you boys at with that? Jeez, I'm looking at Melbourne again. They got to get as yeah. far into those finals as well as they can, and I almost think Sydney probably are. Either them, Perth, probably those Wild three. Cats, yeah, yeah I, I like those three still. My Melbourne. So you're unit. sitting on the fence. I, a, li- <laughs> a little bit, to be honest. I'm okay. very conservative. No, gotcha. my Melbourne United will win the championship. Okay, game. yeah, same. no doubt. I think Melbourne are too strong. No doubt. Okay, who will they beat? They will beat uh, Perth. Yeah, the Wildcats? Yeah, Perth. Yeah. There you go. Same as last year. Perth. Now, uh, just uh, some breaking news. The Brisbane Bullets have uh, new ownership. So uh, mm. how does that uh, change the, the landscape for Andre Lamas's team? It's great news. They have been uh, looking for and trying to lock in an ownership group um, for obviously in the last well, ever since they came back into existence and the, the league brought them back. It's... Um, uh, we will we will bring you back. We'll own you until we can find the right group to to take the reins. And they have come close a couple of times before. Um, one was an instance where another NBA player. I don't, I'm not probably shouldn't say the name, so I'll keep that unbrief. <laughs> a, a situation not too dissimilar to this, and that came very close. Didn't get over the line, and so um, so this is great news. It, it, it just speaks to the to the strength of the league and. 
Um, it, it says that what Larry Kesselman, Jeremy Lowliger, what they mm. have done in Brisbane in bringing them back has worked. Yeah. Because we wanted them back in the league. We needed them back in the, in the league from a, a TV um, broadcast perspective. We need a, 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 um, a team in, in a market like Brisbane. And the strategy of, okay, time, let's get them in, let's keep the momentum going. And over a period of time, we will find the right owner. So for Kevin Martin to come in with his group, buy 75% of it, mm. they're going to be involved in finding the a minority owner that will own the other 25%. And, you know, a guy like that with his experience and the, and the people around him, they're, they're, going, they're going to know how to, how to do things. I like the way they're going about it too. They're saying, well, we just want to, we want to go 37 and a half percent now. Let's just kind of come in slowly. We're not just going to come in and wave our arms around and change things and, and you know, get all over this team to begin with. Um, let's do 37 and a half percent now. At the end of the season, we'll ramp it up. Mm. Then we'll come in, get involved, and be part of the decision making from there. And having a whole bunch of former NBA players, you know, Sean Marion's involved in the New Zealand yeah. ownership. Mm. Um, we know Andrew Bogut, obviously a former NBA player, is, is part of the Sydney Kings ownership group. And for Southeast Melbourne, they have your guy Josh Childress yeah. up there, mm. Al Harrington, Zach Randolph, Dante Exum. They got all those guys involved with Stars. their group. So that's four mm. teams across the country now that have NBA connections within their ownership, and that can only be a really good thing. Mm. And if you're a Brisbane Bullets import and your name's not Lamar Patterson, should you be worried? <laughs> you think that? What you think Kmart's going to lace them up? <laughs> <laughs> well, surely, surely wouldn't be under the cap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think what we have seen is these guys can can ha- they end, they have serious connections. Mm. You know, they have connections and no ballers from. We've seen that happen with. Um, with the New Zealand Breakers, I mentioned um, uh, Sean Marion, Matt Walsh himself, mm. the leader of that group, mm. a former NBA player, and the, the the level of import. I mean, they bring in a guy like Sean Long last year, and the guys they've been able to put on that squad this year. It shows um, the the kind of connections that they have. So, yeah, I mean, and look, we know from history that if you're an NBL import and you don't perform well. Um, you should be worried because, as my man Corey says, not a cupcake league. No. <laughs> and, and, and owners and coaches have shown a uh, willingness to, to ring those changes. And certainly the Bullets, even before this um, uh, ownership change, they did this last year, right? Alonzo G came in. He wasn't the right guy. And they replaced him with Lamar Patterson. So, yeah, Kyle Singler, Taylor Braun, I mean, they, they need to bring it. So good to have you on the show. Uh, we really do appreciate it, Liam. You, you've got a massive season, a busy season coming up, especially uh, we'll be seeing your face all over NBL overtime for the season on ESPN over in the States with the uh, the uh, NBL v uh, NBA teams. And, uh, mate, it's going to be an extraordinary summer. We look forward to your time uh, maybe later on the summer. And uh, I'll tell you what, maybe a little shout-out on overtime would be great. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you would look after, for the next 10 years, birthdays, Christmases. Yes. <laughs> you can give us another... Uh, a shout out on the podcast, Dale Fletcher oh will be sorted for 10 years. We'll, we'll have to work out a way to make it happen. Thanks, thanks for having me on, boys. It's been great and good.
good luck with your Sixers and Dale with, with your, your Melbourne United. Yes, yes. And enjoy the year. We certainly will. Thanks to Liam Santa Maria for joining us on the press box. Okay, it is time for our biggest, and I, I'm not, I'm, no. I'm not go- joking here, the biggest <laughs> pass or fast segment we've ever had in our 30 episode history. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 We're playing out of farce. That sounds farcical. It's a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. And it's not over. It was farcical, though. I thought it was quite farcical. I they played a fairly farcical game. Had to throw that in. <laughs> it's a disgrace. Oh, I was going to say the first farce is Terry Wallace not being in the opener. But uh, he was. So uh, we'll stick on the grand final theme. Now, uh, the pre-match entertainment has uh, been widely ridiculed for decades. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Meatloaf was uh, the creme de la creme <laughs> of farce. Yes. But on on the weekend, Dean Lewis's performance before the grand final, yep. pass or farce. <laughs> Chase has got his hands on his head. It was not flash. <laughs> Where's Meatloaf? <laughs> Where, who's got his number? We're bringing him back oh. next year. Oh, they were doing um, on the AFL Nation call that we were taking on 5AA. They had Stephen Quartermain in the box with Peter Donegan. And Peter's just sort of gone to quarters. Now, mate, you've been giving us reviews all day. You gave Tones and I one thumbs up. You've given Paul Kelly a double thumbs up. What do you give uh, Dean Lewis? He went, mm, thumbs down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the grand, I'm uh, lucky enough to be to two grand finals and lucky enough to be there on, uh, on a day when the sun's shining, it's the last game, AFL game of the season, there's two great teams about to go to war, mm. you've got 100,000 people yes. around here, you've got everything building, you've yes. got the music starts playing. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what, he sucked the life out of the G like you wouldn't oh. believe. The atmosphere just dissipated. There's something about there's something. Oh, surely, like just a good rock band. I don't, they don't need to be hugely notable. They just need to be good. I'd, Sting, rock Sting music. played when I was there in, yeah. in uh, sixteen. He was great. But that's all you need. Just something with a good guitar, some good track. Yes. It's just a good track or two that you know will fire up some people before a game. It doesn't matter about the hits. Doesn't matter about the names. I don't care what's on radio. Give us someone who can play a good track prior to a game yep. of footy yep. when two teams are going to go head-to-head in the next three hours and play for the biggest prize. That's yep. all we want. You do, and you need a pump-up song. So you need to yeah, yeah, yeah. pump up. I want, pump I want the Angry crowd Anderson up. like he was... Yeah. 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 The Batmobile <laughs> one, yeah. He sang a break-up song. Yeah, that's Break-up song. Sorry, not time for that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, I might. You know, you know what I'll do. I'll take the misses of the grand final and I'll break up with yeah. her just before oh. the bounce. Yeah, let's do that. And then, oh, there, there's Dean Lewis to sing there. That's perfect. Good, the great thing Elaine Gluftus didn't get proposed to in the centre yes. of grand final day. <laughs> Where is all you need is uh, the final countdown. Will them out? Yep. Europe. The will them out? <laughs> <laughs> you need a. Jo- oh. Johnny Farnham playing yeah. to win. Johnny Farnham. Oh, bring him back again. Wheel him out. Barnsley. <laughs> ain't no second prize. I'll tell you what, that'd, that'd go right. Yeah, Barnsley's playing that. That'd go right. Sort of hunt, hunters and collectors roll them out with Holy yeah, Grail. Holy Grail. Grail. That's what we want. The um the hoodoo gurus. Wheel yes. them back oh, out. Love it. Love it. That's a okay. winning combination. Gil, let us sort out your pregame, mate. She's, holy Grail would be fantastic. Oh, that's what you need. Yeah. That is grand is final any, right there. Is it? Is it that hard? No. Is it that yeah, you hard? Know, you know what it is? It's just the AFL trying to be cool. They're trying to be It's hip. trying to be yeah. good, yeah. Trendy. 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 Cool yeah, yuck. It just yeah. doesn't suit what do you, AFL. What do you say to people that try and be that? 
Ship off! <laughs> it could have right been. Off. It could have been worse. They could have got Metallica. Yeah, oh, they cancelled. Yeah, they, can, they cancelled everything. <laughs> so did Taylor Swift at the Melbourne Cup. That's probably oh, a good thing. Yeah. Oh, speaking well, of, unless, the you're a, unless you're a Swifty and you've gone to the well, speaking of breakup, where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of breakup songs, jeez. Uh, right, uh, grand final theme. We'll, we'll go to uh, the end of the game. Uh, Premiership medals. There's mm. always hard luck stories, you know. Um, Jace's mate, Jack, Jack Graham, Jack, Jack Graham mm. and there's, you know, been heaps over the years, you know, M- Matty Promise and Josh Franco, and there's always mm. the Bob Murphy in the Bob in Murphy, the old yeah, yeah, so, uh, him after. Yeah. So the question every year that gets wheeled out every 51 and a half weeks mm-hmm. should everyone on the list of the team that win the flag get a medal? Pass or fast? I'll start because I know you're going to shoot it down. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you hear me take a deep breath? Yeah, in? I did. I did. I was just like, here we go. So hold that breath. Jenny Williams came into uh, our studio and had a discussion about this uh, with Rowie and Bix the other week, and it was actually really fascinating to get her take on it. And she said that um, it's uh, we talk a lot about players and mental health in sport nowadays, and we do the whole "Are you okay?" day and things like that. And there's a lot of stuff about you know trying to make sure everyone's okay, but at the same time, we're not really doing a whole lot about it. And this is an action point that could be taken to help players feel a little bit more included and feel like they're they're valued for their efforts they're putting in. Um, so she suggested if a player steps foot on the field or is selected for that team and plays throughout the season, he's contributed in some way to the premiership, he or she, whatever it is. And by the end of the year, if that team, like Richmond, win the premiership, you saw um, players run out there with all their Guernseys on and the VFL guys with all their Guernseys and their premiership medals, the whole of a club celebrated that and they all felt included in some way because they they had a little piece of something that they contributed to that flag. And so that was a really good thing. Clearly, they're leading the way at the moment, the Richmond Footy Club, and it comes to culture and and, and, and good team practice. Mm -hmm. So I side with this as a bit of a pass in that it would be a good step forward for really allowing for that um, mental side of things in footballers. Um, and it can be progressed out to any other sport because we see it in the Olympics, we see it in basketball, we, everyone gets a ring, you know, the NFL, everyone who's on the list gets one. In the AFL, it can probably just be the players that play during the year for mine. Fast. <laughs> this is why I, I believe, I'm a strong believer in the team that plays on the day, the 22 blokes that go into war that have that contribute on that day deserve that medal that they've given everything for. And I know there's some hard luck stories and Jack Graham has been one of those. I still believe that there's an opportunity for a club to take on perhaps giving a secondary medal or, or something to the rest of the players. But I feel like the players should be rewarded specifically the ones that played in that game, they should have that medal- uh, the medallion and that should be theirs and, and theirs alone. I know that there a lot of blokes do contribute over the years. I know there are, um, like I said, a lot of hard luck stories and a lot of blokes do pave the way for them to get to that, you know, to the mm. last game in September. But I still feel that they should be rewarded as the players that played on the day. Yeah, fast. For, and I sort of agree with Jace. I was going to say, you know, maybe for the mental health, Yes. side of it that mm. uh, at the BNF you know the whole yeah. the whole yeah. um, the whole playing list get you know those re- replica um, the, the cups yeah the, yeah, the, the cups or something like that but then 
Having said that, if you if you get one of them, it sort of reminds you that you didn't play anyway. That's right. So that's why I think if you're going to get something, to it has to be the same, doesn't yeah. it? But it, it, I don't see anyone like you know people who so say that the Crows won a won the um, the premiership. Tyson Stingle getting up mm. on the on the board as mm. on the on the dice when they win it. I don't think that it's the twenty two go up mm. and they celebrate the flag together and then maybe you know a premiership medallion is given to them. A day or two later, you know, it, it's exactly the same, but it's a medallion for saying you did play a part. That, that's what I think they can do, but absolutely, mm. I can see that. You know, it, there, is, there is a special element to that. Being mm. a, inclusive, a unique group that made it and did it on the day, I absolutely agree. Right. Uh, staying on the grand final theme, I know uh, Sam's very much uh, against this, so <laughs> let, let uh, Sam take the new ball, literally. Sam uh, angry today. Uh GWS having to wear their clash strip in the grand final. Pass or fuss? Makes zero sense to me, this. I want to pass this one. Really? Yeah. And the reason why, and, and, and it's hard to say pass because if you're a, a true... Because we saw what happened with Richmond and they had to wear their their alternate strip when they played yeah. against Crows. the Crows. Hmm. We saw what happened with them. But I, I feel like on grand final day, there needs to be a, a white and a black team because there needs to be the differential because it's being watched by so many millions of people mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're selling this game as our, our Super Bowl to the world. It's our yeah. grand final and this is the game that's probably going to be viewed most out of, for the whole year to, across the world. So we want to make sure that there's two opposing, different opposing sides in terms of having Richmond who are the black mm-hmm. and having GWS who are the white and that way we can have two uh, very um, signified teams going out there to take battle. I think once the, the Guernseys get close or similar, I, I think it, you've seen what happened when the, the two sides played each other. Was it the... Geelong and Collingwood? Yes, and, and you mm. could hardly make out the difference, even though there was really only the shorts that they tried mm. to, that were different mm. on the day. But it was really hard to determine which side was which. So, so I think the, uh, the AFL wants to do it to make sure that they have two sides that stand out. It's just a hard rule. In, in a sense, so they'll never. So it's it's you don't argue with it. One team will always be in a clash white guernsey. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that as unnecessary because they call a clash guernsey for a reason, don't they? If mm, you clash, clash yeah. if the guernsey's imagine you would never see this. Well, you Hawthorne, flip it around. You, you flip would, it around. You would never see this. You would never see Hawthorne wearing that Power Ranger guernsey that they had on <laughs> Grand Final Day. I mean, seriously, you would never see that. So I think there's a little bit. I think this is a little bit strange. Orange has been deemed as clashable with black. Mm. They're predominantly black. Especially when it wasn't a clash seven days earlier against Collingwood. That's cor- I just found that very strange. Mm. Very, very, very strange. It's a farce for me. That's probably the reason they lost. Really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> but it's interesting if, if it was the other way around, if GWS were the higher-ranked team, mm. would they wear their home strip and then would Richmond... That'd be a bigger clash. Would be in yellow. Yellow and, and yellow, orange. Yellow and orange. That's right. So, so, so I think it just makes no sense that that would be that would even be deemed as clashable because black, that home Guernsey, and the orange, the home Guernsey, perfect setup for, you know, a, a nice... Uh, you can see the difference. It's quite mm. clear. Orange and, and black. I mean, if you want if you want uh, identifiable Guernseys on the ground, you know, that's a good way to go. Mm. Anyway. Fast. Fast. <laughs> Get it right. Maybe maybe just the umpires should be in white. Like uh, oh, oh, throwback. Just just throwing it out there. Maybe. That I don't <laughs> mind. Anywho, uh, next one. We're going to go to the tennis court. Now, uh, our boy, South Australia's uh, Thanasi Kokonakis, has been penalised uh, this week for spending too long in the toilet. What? what? 
So, <laughs> so uh, Kokonakis uh, uh, has taken things into his own hands. So social media has been a buzz with reports that Cocky copped a game penalty at a Challenger event in California for taking too long in the bathroom, uh, in the bathroom break. So what's he done? So he's fired back with, next time, I'll just do it on the court. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanasi Kokonakis getting his Kokonakis out on the court. Pass or fast? Oh, 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 put it away, well, how, long was he, how long was he in there I don't for? know. <laughs> Maybe it was a slow toss rate. Oh. <laughs> well, when you got a guy, you got a guy. Yeah, can't help that. Yeah, you can't do that half-hearted. Nah, it's a, that's a fast. It's a fast. fast. John, I would have thought. Gee, next to a portaloo, next to the chair umpire or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Come on, It must have been long. It must have been 15 minutes or something ridiculous. Like, that's... Come on. Yes. How long can you spend in the toilet? Yeah. Do you reckon they'd hold up the AFL Grand Final if the coach had to go to the toilet? Uh, would he be stupid enough to do who, that? Who would be the person that would be able to hold up an AFL Grand Final to go to the toilet? Dustin Martin. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Razor Ray. Razor yes. Ray. <laughs> he, he would take his time. He'd have the mic on too. While oh, no. <laughs> that would be poor. And uh, for those... Uh, uh, wanting to know at home, uh, Cocky ended up. Uh, it was a setup, but he ended up going on to lose. So, oh, shame. so it was all. Uh, it was all the toilet's fault. Uh, okay, now the big bash. Uh, it's cricket season now, so uh, the big bashes are brought in to stop a farce, which was the World Cup. Yep. Uh, unlimited super overs. So if it's a tie after the super over, you don't go back and count your bloody fours or your sixes <laughs> or your miss hits or whatever like or, your no, or your no balls. You just play another super over to somebody wins. So the big bash, having common sense, pass or fast? <laughs> Huge pass. Yeah, massive pass. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. The World Cup final was a farce. Yeah. So, yeah, they've actually come to some sense and uh, let it go again. We'll bowl another over. So, yeah. Good work, Cricket Australia. And what Einstein come up with that? Let's bowl another 12 balls. <laughs> Absolute pass. Gee, that common sense. Yeah, and, it, and it needed... Uh, Cricket Australia to come up with it. So well done, yep. boys. Right now, <laughs> uh, should have asked uh, Santa Maria this, but uh, the Boomers now are officially ranked third mm. in the in the FIBA World Rankings. Go which, us, which uh, is yeah. it's. Oh, I'm salty about it. Do we, get, do we get a bronze medal for that? <laughs> yeah, I'm salty about it because we haven't won a medal ever, ever. So uh, FIBA, FIBA's World Rankings pass or fast? Because clearly, you just had a World Cup. Surely they're the rankings. So <laughs> FIBA stuffing up the rankings, pass or fast. Yeah, but who's top? America. They came where in the World Cup? Seventh. But what's their we run? Almost bef- got, we almost got to the final too. Yeah, I know. Mm. But, what, but what about the run that the, the US were on? Was it 70-odd consecutive yeah. games? Like, surely that you just had a world. Surely the rankings come from the World Cup. The last World Cup. Does, does, the, does the FIFA's rankings come from the World Cup? I don't think it no, does. No, it doesn't. No. Nah. No. Nah. Your your argument is a fast tale. <laughs> You're a fast. You're a fast. How can how can we be third in the world and never have been third ever? No, I'll give you that. That's that's a bit farcical. Well, how how are we third in the world? Just because we've won a bunch of games and then we got guys, to guys, a, shh, we'll take it. Yeah, I think we will. We'll, ta- we'll take third. <laughs> Fair dinkum, Fieber, get your act together. Fair dinkum, seriously. Right, uh, sticking with basketball, now the ESPN, the NBA season's uh, imminent, and uh, ESPN uh, last week uh, brought out their top 100 uh, NBA players. Now, uh, the top 10 is uh, 
Paul George, uh, I'll go from number one. So Gold. the top, number one is Giannis. Mm-hmm. Number two, Kawhi Leonard. Number three, LeBron James. <laughs> Hang on. Number four, James Harden. Number five, Anthony Davis. Number six, Steph Curry. Oh, six. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Number seven, Nikki- Nikola Jokic. Number eight, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons' oh. mate. Nine is Damien Lillard. And number 10 is Paul George. Oh. So uh, that's not the pass or fast. Oh. The, 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 the Zion Williamson is number 42. The number one pick yeah. in the NBA draft. Who, who, who hasn't bounced a ball, hasn't scored a basket, he hasn't made an assist or grabbed a rebound. He's number 42. He's number 42 in, in, in the world. And uh, number 49 is uh, just a little-known player called Clay Thompson. Oh, no. Who, He's uh, ahead of Clay. <laughs> who has won uh, three titles and all-stars. and the and, uh, and uh, so Clay Thompson, this is, well, actually, Zion oh, Williamson oh. getting rated number 42. And ahead of Clay Thompson, pass or fuss? My Nikes are about to explode. <laughs> that's, how much a, that's how much of a fuss this is. Fair dinkum. Did the, uh, yeah. did the work experience kid do this list? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Kawhi 2, to start with, is, is, is an overreaction to his finals well, Kawhi, campaign. Final, final, finals Kawhi campaign. should be 1. Oh, jeez. LeBron hasn't got enough runs on the board. Yeah, to, LeBron's 1. I think Come LeBron on. and Giannis are tied top in the league right now. No. Then you got Embiid in the top ten. Yeah. Jeez, that's a bit. That's pretty strong. And then Curry at six. Oh my goodness. And uh, and did... then a bloke who hasn't played a game in front of another guy, f- five or six or seven spots. What's mm. that behind in yeah. front of him? Yeah. Who's won a bunch of rings and led Golden State to this in through this and, dynasty and, and that go- it is gold medals and world championships. Bugger off, whoever put this <laughs> list together. That's a farce. Uh, Zion, first of all, you're going to be a flop. He's going to be a giant flop. He's going to be a flop. Mark the time and date. That's a hot take. I've I've said it before. Uh, He's done nothing. I'll I'll read the top ten again. Who's not in there? Kevin Durant. Yes. (laughs) We we did this in the other room. You asked me, who's in the top ten? And I said, oh, Kevin Durant was the first name I reeled off. And you said, he's not in the top ten. And I said, well, I'm not going to keep the powder dry for this one. Save it. Save it. I'm saving it. So maybe they go, oh, he's injured. He's not in the top ten. He's in the top ten, mate. He's he's, he's clearly number one. Zion, seriously. But uh, prove me wrong, but that's a fuss. (laughs) Right, uh, moving on now. Uh, Clay Thompson should be uh, should be involved in the next one because uh, the, the Tokyo Olympics next year and uh, the USA, the USA are going to be loaded, and uh, just give them the gold medal now. Don't even bother. But uh, I don't think the US will be uh, sleeping on these. Uh, beds, which uh, Tokyo 2020 released last week. It sort of looked like something I'd buy for Archie when he was about seven. What? They are a disgrace. Oh, dear. They are a disgrace. So it's probably not passable. It's just a fast. Yeah. The Tokyo 2020 beds... Pass or fast. So, so tell us a little bit more about Jason. You've got your uh, phone no, there. You've got the info. You, you, tell us what, well, what are they actually. What well, are they? It looks like they've got a whole heap of boxes together that they've just picked up outside of Coles after they've been unloaded and stacked on the shelves. Cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes. They've put, them, to, they've put them together and they've created a bed out of it. So it's Ikea. a cardboard it's bed. A, it's in a high resistant, lightweight cardboard box <laughs> that's completely recyclable <laughs> and there's going to be 18,000 18, of them made. Oh my goodness! So, okay, fast, but you're going to put the world's best athletes on cardboard like they're homeless for the for the Olympics. 
Oh, how's Michael Phelps going to win? Like, he didn't go. I can't wait for Andrew Bogut to sleep on it. He didn't win gold medals for fun, sleeping on cardboard overnight for twelve days. I mean, please. I tell you what, it'll stop the uh, the the relation, the international relations. He's talking about the slow toss rate again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. There'll right. be no, uh, cardboard doesn't creak, so that's a that's a that's, positive. That's, that's a that's a pass. It, 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 it'll probably flop, but it'll probably break. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, so Tokyo. I'll, I'll give Tokyo something. They're, mm. they're going the whole recyclable route, so clearly, you know, you you go over to the Olympics. Yep. You sleep on your bed. Yep. You put your. your Take the mattress off. You box put your beds. you put your gold medal in your clothes in the boxes, and you fly home. <laughs> is that how? Is that, is that how it works? We're going to have to tweet this to our, on our yep. press box Twitter at press box EP. Cardboard boxes might even make our Instagram story if it's up in the next seven days. As well. <laughs> oh, jeez, don't I'll hold t- your breath. I tell you what, that's a that's a farce. <laughs> Absolute farce. Right now, uh, we'll go back to footy a little bit. So. Uh, Nat Fife last week, I was at work, won the Brownlow medal, the oh, second yes. Brownlow medal. Well yep. done. Uh, now, the reporting, with something big like this, everyone jumps on. Mm. Every news service jumps on. And you can tell the reports from people that report the game day in, day out, yep. 24-7. And you sort of know the people that are sort of jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> this is like a big story, so I better cover better it and, and try and do my best. But uh, on the, I think it was Sky News, I think it said uh, sc- uh, in, the, in the scroll along the bottom. Yep, a little title graphic. said, Nathan Fife wins Brownlow medal by 33 points. Oh, oh. oh dear. Oh, no. Oh, dearie. Oh, no. And I've made my fair share of stuff ups along the way, so I can oh. throw some uh, some other people under the bus here. I've made plenty of uh, mistakes in my time. So, uh, Nathan Fife winning the Brownlow medal by 33 points. <laughs> Pass or fast. <laughs> that is, that's a joke, isn't it? I'll, how, do, I'll just jinx myself this week. Oh, I'm going to stuff that, up yeah. miraculously bad this week. <laughs> That is that's that's god awful bad. <laughs> by thirty three points, did they look at the leaderboard? Who was next best? You can at least say he won by five points but they or said something. Points, they yeah, didn't say votes. <laughs> it's votes. And what if they, if grinds they... my gears the worst yeah. is in during netball season when they say points. It's not points. <laughs> it's goals. It's goals in netball. Seriously. Oh, oh. Anyway, I'm. Jace is keeping quiet because there's a TV stuff. Yeah, he is. Supers. I love them. Supers. <laughs> any, any, any super fasters? In- Surely you've had yeah, one. I had, one, I, I had one last week. I said I spelled centre wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's not good. <laughs> when someone texted in to make sure my sport producer he was off, he oh, te- texted no. me and said, <laughs> yeah, no the, pe- the people in America knew what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. why I was, I was just aiming for an international demographic over there. <laughs> right. Uh, now, uh, next one is uh, I'm going to throw. I said uh, I'd, I'd stuff up. Well, I already have. So uh, today, I uh, <laughs> I got I got the word that uh, our man uh, Liam Sam- Santa Maria is going to be on, yep. and I was pumped. You I were. was pumped. I was like, "Yep, all right." I now a couple of weeks earlier. I think Jace yeah, rang me, and then somehow Sam was on as well. I was like, whoa, what's this buddy three-way buddy? Three-way phone call. Phone <laughs> yeah. call. What's, what's happening welcome, here? I'm welcome like, to the modern age. I'm going to, I said, I'm going to try it. 
So I, I ring Sam. I'm like, how do you add the call? <laughs> he's, literally, he's literally picked up the call. He's gone. He, I pick up my go, G'day, Dale. He goes, hey, Sam, how do you add a third person to the call? <laughs> okay. Let's give it a go. Uh, so to cut a long story short, it was just beep, beep, beep for the whole time. So uh, my ad call uh, phone uh, sort of skills. It was more like... Pass or it was fox. more like Jace, you there? Hello, and then Sam, hello, hello. I was like, well, are you there? He's like, hello. Dale's phone skills, Mate. not quite as bad as Jace's, but pretty bad. Mate, Pass. Get a thirty-three ten and ship that iPhone yeah. off because you, that's what you deserve, mate. Yeah. After that bloody fast black and white snake. That's all you need. <laughs> Oh, in the end, I just went, geez, I just should have just texted it, like, seriously. <laughs> you were pretty pumped, though. Liam said, good guess. Great. We were all pumped. Mm, but, yeah, uh, but Oh, I've it. never seen you. And, and it's created content. It's created oh. two segments here, so yes. the ad call is disgraceful. <laughs> right. Now, the last okay. one. Last one. I've got the bet on the board here. He, was, no, he was a bit secretive with this He before. was. Yeah. We don't know what this is. No? So, so uh, this is probably not uh, parcel fast. Well, it probably could be. But uh, now, everyone knows that I won the bet. Well, Jason and I won the bet. Yes. And you lost. I did. Um, but uh, I've continued. I don't know how I, I don't know how I'm a winner in this bet either. <laughs> because if you had to see me at the 7K mark <laughs> and people running past me with my hands on my head, you would have thought, geez, that bloke's not winning anything. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jeez, that, that's made Sam feel really yeah. good. I know. <laughs> I'm flat You should have seen me, though. <laughs> So uh, I've actually continued my training regime. So I'm oh. going to come up with a new bet. Bugger off. A new what's, bet. What's the, it's in a year, isn't it, to the next city debate? It is, but but I'm going to bet with you two that next year I run a marathon under four hours. Oh, my word. Jeez. That's under four hours. Which, which marathon? Anyone. Any, you know, they're all the same length. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the one that's all down yeah. here. <laughs> just roll to the finish line. Oh wow! Okay, so you ran twelve mm. in just a minute over an hour. Yes. So you'd have to run forty-two. Yeah. In under four. That's a big run, Jace. That's a big effort. Mm. I reckon we got to take this bet on. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a pro, so you're not expected to do it. So you're gonna have cane corns in your corner. Are you going to do it with him, maybe? Keep up with him? <laughs> Hang on to his shorts, I might be a chance. How's the, actually, just before we go on, how's the mm. marathon runner that ran it in... A, when he was two seconds off a world record, yep. and he was running oh, kilometres in Two like, minutes 52. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. I can't even run one in that. Oh, it's sprinting. <laughs> that, that, yeah, oh, that was... That's, that's so I got a ma- So I got a mate who's who's run a couple of marathons, and he's yeah. like, oh, you're into all this running. Thing. Well, well, next year you do a marathon. I'm like, oh, all right. I said, oh, I'll make up a bet here. So he, go, he goes, oh, you got to go under four hours. Four hours is apparently the... Benchmark. You know, the you know, city to bay, 60-minute type. Yeah, right. So four, 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 four hours straight hours. running. Mm. Well, actually, oh, hopefully yeah. three hours, 59. Well, you know what? I'm going to say pass. I'll back in here. We'll take that. Pass. We'll take... So pass. Oh, I reckon you're, you're going to do it. You're going to run it under four. There you go. Ooh. I'm going to say Pass. I'm, I'm sure you can, but I'll have to play the antagonist now, so <laughs> you've made me the bad guy. No, you won't. <laughs> There's no theatre there, so I, bl- I agree I believe with you. you, Dale, unlike our counterpart over here. <laughs> there might be an Instagram story. 
But I think Jeez, yeah, as long uh, as you don't start like, feeding us with selfies oh, and no. like, what what have we I, started? Could, I couldn't take another oh. year of it. Oh, we've started <laughs> tagging, the us, tagging us in them as well. <laughs> like we're there. <laughs> we're on the record now too. We've begun this created this monster. So uh but throw it out there. Well, what's the best marathon to run? Obviously, uh, New York one. Uh, that's but, the most famous. Yeah, yeah let's there's, ship. A, there's a <laughs> maybe Money. a little bit of a budget issue. When's the Adelaide marathon? Because there's one here. Yeah, I think the Adelaide marathon's in May. Okay, in May, around May. Does that give you enough time? Well, as long as it's not next week. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get a sponsor on board. We're gonna put a call we're gonna put a call out right here and now. A sponsor to jump on board and support Dale's trip to the US, the Boston mm. Marathon. Boston Boston? Or the New York it? Marathon? Boston's in February. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all right. We'll give you an extra few months. <laughs> When's a New York one then? Uh November. Alright, so okay. November. All right, well, it's definitely it's, all right, New York it is. Let's aim for that. Twenty twenty New York Marathon. Bit over a year. Oh yeah, or any any marathon, which is no, we're gonna pick one. No, no, pick the big one. Yeah, pick the big one. So that's the big one. So and we and we'll get your full support, and we'll we'll make sure you are front and center for this entire entire trip. I want want a box bed. (laughs) (laughs) Straight from Tokyo. (laughs) Maybe 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 I just line up at Tokyo. (laughs) <laughs> they'll be just finished by then so they'll give you a bed mate I think this will be a fantastic opportunity good luck alright good Get we've board, started yeah. something I'm glad we Dale's have Dale's Dash in 2020 there oh, there's a name oh, for it go. as well <laughs> just coined it just then straight off the press Dash right. for cash Dash, Dash for cash <laughs> it's time to wrap this one up episode 30 done and dusted um, thank you for your company thank you for uh, wading through all that because after a big fortnight off, I hope we've returned with a bang. Fellas, will I see you next Monday? There'll be an Instagram next week. Yes! There'll, be, there'll be one next week. <laughs> Trust me, I wouldn't let you down twice. There'll be one up next oh, week. Oh, dear. Watch this space. I'll be just oh, refreshing. Don't worry. Refresh. Even if I've forgotten, I'll be doing it in the car park as we come up. <laughs> refresh. <laughs> oh, the basketball starts this weekend. Plenty more cricket. Uh, the trade period will go nuts. And we'll be back on Monday with episode 31 of The Press Box.